Hello and welcome to Covert Castaway. I'm Holly. Je suis Stéphane. Join us as we share what we learn and how we're making the transition to live aboard cruising. Wow. So we are really late with a podcast. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess, but our reentry has kept us busy. So first of all, we apologize for being terribly late with our uh, next podcast. We're still in season three, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have a lot to catch people up on. Well, a lot to catch people up on, but also not a lot. Like there's, you know. Yeah, it's a transition. Yeah. It is a transition, that's for sure. And so I think that's an important thing to talk about. So first, let's talk about getting back home and um, what that was like. We, it was kind of a mad rush to get all of the jobs done on the boat to winter the boat before we left. That last week there was gnarly. Um, yeah, I think both our backs hurt. <laughs> My lower back was killing me. <laughs> well, I think the boat projects... We're probably okay. The four flights and the forty-four hour oh, trip. Yeah, I was just talking about the boat work. Like, yeah, yeah. But you know, we were compare, on the boat comparing. Yeah, like, how much my back was hurting fixing boat, the boat versus like the travel. Yeah, the travel was. I'll take the boat work. Yeah, yeah, any day. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a mad rush to finish all the cleaning, and um, you know, we set up the boat to be looked at by a guardian over there. In Montenegro, you know, we felt really good about how everything's tied up and and all that. We had kind of mixed emotions about leaving because, you know, on one hand, um, we knew it was going to be kind of a weird holiday season um, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But we did want to come back and see family. That was kind of what we wanted to do. And there's a couple things over here we wanted to do. And and Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, we... To see family and we wanted to come back and be in the mountain, yeah. you know, because we're still isolated mostly. Um, but there was also like traveling and yeah. through like many flights and the virus and, you know, increasing everywhere right. in every country. And then coming to the U.S. where it's even worse than everywhere else. Right. Um, so it was like, ooh, are we doing the right thing? Shouldn't we stay on the boat? Exactly. We definitely second-guessed ourselves um, yeah. during the, like, why are we going back again? Um, but well, The weather is nice. We I know. We some friends over there. Yeah. The We're starting to, like, get settled in with, the, with yeah. friends, too. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. So we left to, and we'll talk about the flights, but we left yeah. that Wednesday after Election Day. So election day was Tuesday. So we wake up Wednesday morning and we're getting ready to, you know, we're finishing up our stuff and we're packing our bags and stuff. And we look, so that would have been late Tuesday night, right? U.S. time. So we're looking at the news and we're like, what the heck is going on? Uh (laughs) And that's when we were really second guessing whether we should leave or not. Um, You know, depending on how you like the election to turn out, 
we think it turned well, out better. Um, we looked at it as it's, it was an election about democracy. Period, yeah. You know, yeah. Is it, was the U.S. going to be a democracy or was it going to be an authoritarian regime? That's the way we looked at it. So right. we didn't, um, yeah, we, we were yeah. hoping that to, <laughs> it would go So for, our listeners might have different points of view. Yeah. So this is not a political podcast. This is just our personal opinion. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that morning we woke up and, and we were like, what the heck? Like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Because, so, you know, nothing was final, right? And it, the election could have gone on and on, and, and it did. Um, so anyway, we get to, we had to fly out of, and I'm going to totally trash the name, um, yeah, Podoriska? Yeah, I, can, I never say it right, yeah. Which is in Mon- Montenegro, which is the... Um, the the city where they have the the major airport out of there by Air Serbia, and um, our friends from Australia gave us a ride. And yeah, you heard their super podcast, nice. super nice. And um, we got to the airport, and it was fairly empty. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to go through um, Prague. No. no, Belgrade. <laughs> Belgrade. Yeah. So we had to go through Belgrade. Take that off. Yeah. <laughs> I always say Belfast, which is not right either. <laughs> anyway, so we had to fly through Belgrade. So the first flight was pretty much empty. We had our plastic visors on. We had our masks on. We land. And then we had a bunch of issues with um, uh, our our flight being confirmed out of Charles de Gaulle, actually. Oh, yeah. Remember, we had to deal with all that. So the flights got changed and then... Something yeah. happened, and this other thing happened, and anyway, we didn't have tickets um, that day. Our flight. That was the yeah Belgrade to Paris. When we were waiting for that flight, yeah. 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 So we had to go to we a had different to go, office. Yeah, to get yeah. So anyway, we got on the plane to from Belgrade to Paris, and we were freaking out because the <laughs> flight was, was so full. Yeah. It was so it was double full because it wasn't just like every seat was taken. It was like every seat was taken and every other seat had a baby on somebody's lap. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most babies on any flight I've ever seen. Yeah, I was wondering if there was some kind of vacation thing going on, either like French people going back to Paris. I don't know. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Or but, a baby convention or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but also these flights, they started to oh, that's right. once they, every other day. Right, exactly. So that's why our original flights got changed. So anyway, we were looking at each other like, if we don't get COVID on this flight, it'll be a freaking miracle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, And we didn't so far. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so that flight was packed, and then we got to Charles de Gaulle, and we were in transit. So we went through, we landed in uh, Terminal 2A. We looped back around and got back onto Terminal 2A. We could never leave the terminal. And we had a 17-hour layover? Um, probably, yeah, something like that, yeah. So if, if you were going to um, come to Paris, to France, then you needed a test. A test, right. And it looked like you could get a test right there on the spot. I mean, they were swabbing people, yeah. Yeah, and so for us, uh, since we were not leaving the terminal, we just well, we weren't leaving the terminal because we didn't want to take the test because we weren't yeah. staying in France. We were not, yeah, and we couldn't check bags either. That was yeah. another thing. And so. the whole terminal, I mean, uh, they were like, closed. Yeah, and but they were like overnight, 
maybe what four or five people yeah in the overall terminal than when i walked around there was nobody in the airport it was bizarre it would have been a great you know we actually took pictures but it would have been a great like we should have done more video we should have come up with some skits or something because yeah. i mean it was completely deserted yeah all the lounges were closed all the restaurants were closed yeah. Except some, some. No, like, like a yeah. convenience, the yeah, convenience, convenience store. So store. where you get the magazines and the and water, then some or whatever. Food you could get. Yeah. And microwave it right there in the store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> At least but we ate. The issue was also they don't turn down the lights at night. They don't even dim them. No, so it's it's like hospital grade fluorescent lighting. Yeah, and yeah. then the air conditioning, same thing. It, so yeah, it's freezing. I asked yeah. a person doing some cleaning and say no. Yeah. So we slept on benches yeah, and watched Netflix. Well, yeah. We mostly well, it was watched. bad because... Y- there was an option to lay down on some of those benches. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, you could move the chairs around and you do your own thing. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that went by slowly. But um, then we get, get on our flight. We're fine. you know. And, and on this flight, it was a 747 to Dallas. 787. Oh, was it? Yeah. And... How many people Nobody. are on flight? Literally. <laughs> us. <laughs> maybe eight people besides yeah, us? Yeah, maybe like eight, ten people. Yeah, uh, on this huge plane. So we were completely spread out. Mm-hmm. And so we land in Dallas, so that was fine. And then again, the Dallas to Reno flight was was booked again, uh, yeah. full. So uh, we rented a car, came home, because my car was at my sister's house. Um, and we, we needed to quarantine before we saw anybody. So then we hunkered down for two weeks. And then on the way to the house, we stopped by to provision oh, the house. Oh, p- provision the house, yes. So <laughs> so that was like a long, long, long trip. couple days to yeah. get home. Yeah. Lots of seating. Lots. And so we um, nursed our back pain for a couple days and our jet lag and everything. And then what happened? I mean, I've, I feel like those two weeks just flew by. What were we doing? Um, transitioning. Yeah, transitioning. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was doing. I was doing a lot of laundry because one of the things I really missed was the full, huge, extra capacity size washer dryer. Mm-hmm. So that was... Oh, well, also we had put all our stuff in storage inside the house. Uh, so we locked it all away. Members could come and not worry know, they about. Were, yeah. So so then we had to unpack everything. And yeah. Plug that was after we and, after what a day and a half trying to figure out where we left the key to yeah. the lock. Yeah, <laughs> where we you couldn't left remember. The key, we couldn't I, remember. I would have never known it was there. So <laughs> in the dog treat box. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have a dog here. Yeah. So that was fun. So. Um, yeah. yeah, and then and then so we got out of quarantine, and then we went to um, starting to see family. But let's yeah. let's go back. So I talked about missing the washer and dryer. What did you miss? Like from living on a boat, and then you come back, and you're like, oh yeah. Well, we, you know, the the boat. I mean, and even if by old standard, our boat is a big boat for two people. You still, and as long as the weather is nice. And and in Montenegro, the weather was still very nice yeah. until we left. It was like in Celsius. It was, it was starting to get 20 cold, degrees but... Celsius. So now, the, you know, I think it's still nice. The temperatures have come down. But definitely when the night comes. It's and, cold. Yeah. And then your boat looks, feels smaller. And in the house, you know, you have the heater on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are, the heater is definitely something I miss because the yeah. boat is not. I, I mean, you say 20 during the day, but at night it was 14, 15 Celsius. Yeah, and so. here it's much colder. 
but you yeah, you have more yeah. space. You have a heater. You have like hot water at the sink for like <laughs> tea. tea. And so you you have you definitely have a, an additional level of comfort yeah. that makes it. Um, and and you know, I mean, and the weather is uh, has been cold, but it's mostly uh, we've had a couple yeah. snowy days. But it's been also sunny. And it's yeah, I mean, nice. it dumped snow the day after we came. Yeah, yeah. So good timing. But so the- that, yeah, I mean, we, I guess in Puerto Montenegro, in Montenegro, the 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 um, cell service is like super cheap. It's 500 gigabytes for 15 euros. So you're basically using the internet through this uh, SIM card the same way you will be using it at home. You're mm-hmm. like, streaming Netflix and you're not thinking about so it. So what did you miss? No, I'm just saying for us, so that was going back to having internet and, you know, it's it was no difference. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in Montenegro, oh, yeah, yeah, it could then be the cost of like gigabytes is a lot yeah. more. And then that would be like a nice thing when you come back. Yeah, and, and I did miss the mountains, you know, but we had mountains in Montenegro too. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah. But the one thing, and I will attribute this one thing that we missed that I'm going to talk about probably is the sole reason why our podcasts are late (laughs) (laughs) is our bathtub. Mm -hmm. So we have a full size soaking tub that both of us can fit in. And so, you know, early evening we'll get in there and it's all nice and warm and then we're tired and then we don't want to do anything. Yeah. (laughs) So that I I will attribute that to our, our tardy podcast. It was a good, it was a good side effect of the transition. Yeah, I yeah. really, really missed the bathtub because there's not a bathtub on the boat, obviously. Um, yeah, well, if if you're in warm, warm places, waters, yeah, there's the ocean. Yeah, but yeah. where we were, yeah, that was there was no swimming. Yeah. Anything else you missed that you can think of? Mm, well, when you go to the grocery store, oh yeah, there's you, everything. You have everything you know, <laughs> right? You want and. I see that one thing you haven't mentioned, but you definitely missed, is Amazon. I definitely missed Amazon. <laughs> I think I've been getting a package a day. Yeah. I think there's one down on the front door now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely missed Amazon a lot. The One of the first things I did was, you know what the first order was that I ordered? No. That stupid nine and a half in centimeter oh. O-ring or whatever oh, really? for the um, Water filter system. Yeah. I got three of them for like... 69 cents or something like that. <laughs> mm, where it was not possible to find single anything in Montenegro. In Montenegro, yeah. anywhere, yeah. Or Europe, for that matter. I don't think yeah. we found them in Italy either. Yeah, so that's another thing is how we're going to bring all of our stuff back. Um, you know, and so I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. So what are our... Let's talk about... Um, yeah, so we started to see family. And um, so the first order of business was to go get my car my sister's house. So we took the rental car, we, we turned it into San Francisco. And by the way, um, driving through San Francisco was bizarre, wasn't it? Oh, and sad. It's very sad. So downtown San Francisco has, um, you know, it's had a, an issue with homelessness. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a district called the Tenderloin District, which is sort of the, the bad part of town. And it just seemed you're you're driving through San Francisco, and the tenderloin has suddenly like maybe doubled or tripled in size. It seems, and um, there's people lining the streets, not just in the tenderloin, but in the in the regular like financial district, sleeping in tents. 
On sidewalks. On yeah. sidewalks. And it's just really, really, yeah. I mean, it was shocking to see in addition to everything being boarded up, which yes. is kind of the holdover from the Black election. Lives Matter and the mm-hmm. election because they were expecting um, riots, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. Because, I mean, there has been obviously problems for a long time and, and you see those tents typically under the highway close to like ramps and in Oakland and yeah. probably in San Francisco too. And and you see homelessness in the streets. But yeah, that was weird to see tents directly on the sidewalk. It w- and, and at the same time, it's not surprising because right. of, you know, all this... Um, all these jobs you know, being lost and, yeah. and there is no no income to help them. So, yeah. so you quickly in the U.S., yeah, lose yeah. lose your house, lose whatever your, your rental place. And, right. And, and so this was what was rough about the reentry for mm-hmm. me is, you know, we're off living our life, la-di-da, and we're complaining about, you know, O-rings and this mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then... You're just slapped in the face with, you know, okay, this is what it's doing to people that live in the city that you know. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And I think that was another another thing. I I started, like, having perspective, you know, like, insights and perspectives, you know, from people who are now living here. And when you're out of that, it's Mm. easy to kind of distance yourself from some of the economic challenges that COVID is really having on people in inner cities. You know, it's really, really sad. And my sister was sort of like, yeah, you know, it's, but she's been seeing it, Mm. you know, when you see it all the time, it's not as shocking, but I I have to say I was blown away. I was really, really shocked by that. Um, The other thing that's happening in San Francisco, which may be happening around the U S depending on where you live is people are just leaving in droves. Um, the used to be you couldn't even think about affording to buy a house in, in San Francisco. And there's just a ton of houses for sale now at, you know, really cheap, quote unquote, San Francisco cheap prices. Mm. You know, so that's really shocking. A lot of people are moving out of the city. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's not surprising. And, <clears throat> you know, you have a virus... You know, you're living in a city with close to other people. Really plus, tight quarters already. Plus you realize, yeah, through your job, like if you work in high tech, then you can work remotely. So people probably think, you know, okay, what is my quality of life in, mm-hmm. in the city versus somewhere else? And and that's what we see in Tao. Um, yeah. A lot of people were a lot, you know. Well, we get back and we hear, first of all, our re- mm-hmm. realtor um, says to us, oh, any chance you're interested in selling your house? I'm like, dude, we just bought our house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, no, no. Our neighbor got um, three offers, I guess. Someone came to his front door. And so a lot of people from the Bay Area are moving up here to Tahoe, especially the Nevada side. So Yeah. Um, and that's where you see this really like large income inequality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because people are finding themselves on the streets and then and then people have more money than they can do and they want to pay like And they're paying crazy dollars price for, for houses up here. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that's kind of the rough reentry part, mm-hmm. I think, is, is you know, that with the election, with COVID, seeing the city, understanding what's going on with the dynamics with yeah. housing and the jobs. And it's been really kind of a, sh- a sh- shock to the system, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that was going to see my sister. We stayed with her for a day. We got my niece and nephew. 
we took them up to see my mom, um, who's older, and uh, her husband, and um, had some health health problems. So they're high risk. So we were we felt okay coming straight out of quarantine and and doing that. And then they've been with us for a few days now, and she just came and picked them up and and left. So that's kind of what we've been doing. You saw your daughter mm-hmm. too. Um. And yeah, we made the decision today, we were supposed to have my son and daughter up for the day after Thanksgiving. They were going to come up to Tahoe and visit us from the Bay Area. And we had to make a call on that too. And, um, you know, the numbers are really scary here in the U.S. And um, I went in for my annual physical today and the doctor told me that the positive test rates three weeks ago were 0.53 percent where we leave where we live and now they're 20 percent um just in the last three weeks so this is pretty serious stuff so yeah i'm bummed i won't be able to see my kids um over thanksgiving yeah i mean i think a lot of people are in the same yeah yeah so it seems like people are making that decision to uh well i don't know i see some some news about airports being kind of yeah everybody we know is is batting down the hatches yeah Yeah. the people we know are staying or basically having and kind of a thanksgiving with just you know no family just like you know or just their kids you know so yeah so yeah, which which is the the smart thing to do, and uh, yeah. definitely we'll see another spike in the U.S. That's inevitable. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what are our winter plans? Um, so there was another reason to come back. Yeah, the the snow before we left back in the spring, everything was on sale for ski equipment, and we had talked about uh, learning to snowboard. And so we got the equipment. Uh, in Snowboarding the at fifty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What can go wrong? What can go wrong? <laughs> and um, and so now, uh, yeah, we got all the the bindings set on the boards, and lessons lined up. Lessons. So we're starting in two days. We've yeah. been watching videos. Yeah. So <laughs> looks easy on video. <laughs> yeah. So this would be, you know, a, a joyous conversation if like so what's happening up here at Heavenly is um, they've got a reservation system. So they've closed the lodges so you can't eat inside and or do bar things or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're limiting the amount of people on the mountain. And so um, And on the ski lifts. And on the lifts. So you can only see Two people instead of four. And you have to sit with your party or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Face mask. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're hoping none of that gets canceled and it's outside. So we're thinking that's a little safer. Um, Yeah, but we're supposed to have lessons. We won't be seeing a chairlift. We'll be on the magic carpet at the bunny slopes um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) practicing Mm -hmm. our toe slide or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but it should, I mean, hopefully... Hopefully that'll continue. We'll be able to continue doing that through the winter. Hopefully, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's definitely. I mean, even if they close restaurants and stuff, it will bring people from outside the yeah. area to come to ski. So, um, I guess it depends on the hus- local hospitals and the issues. Right. And, you know, because so. we're at purple grade now, I guess. But what the what the local guys were telling us at the snowboard shop was that um, the summer, which we weren't here during the summer, mm-hmm. was like Fourth of July weekend every weekend. So Tahoe apparently saw more business this whole this summer than they saw, you know, for the full years 
pre-COVID. Yeah, I forgot what he said about the casinos on the Nevada side, but <clears throat> they made more money right. than, <laughs> than they, they had in years. Made. Yeah, because everybody sort of is used to being locked in and they're like, oh, let's go to the mountains. That'll be safe. And then everybody mm-hmm. comes to the mountains and then here we are with 20% well, positivity are not rate. flying to travel. Right, they're outside, driving, so taking now road they're trips. driving and so, yeah, that's probably a yeah. reason why the increase. Um, yeah. And we also made a to-do list um, for all the boat things we still need to get done um, mm-hmm. that we can do remotely, which has to do with, you know, just this and that, making sure we have this and that or lining up this and that um, versus actual physical work. Uh, and so we're kind of clicking through that to-do list. What's on the top of the list for you? For the boat? I mean, it's just going to be ordering boat parts. Um, and then we have to decide, do we ship, you know, if we if it's too heavy or too bulky? And yeah. do we ship it and pay like a, a shipping fee plus, I think it's 170 Customs, yeah. One customs. yeah. Or do we um, bring this with us in some big bags, knowing that uh, well, our flight will be a direct this time from SFO Right to uh, Paris, and then we'll have to figure out how we fly. We'll probably try to visit my family over there, um, depending on what the situation is with COVID at the time, and then Paris to Montenegro. So we'll have to, uh, we'll definitely have to connections. We'll have to move around with bags. So we'll have to figure this out based on what we bring back with us. Right. So the other thing that we did is we booked our flights mm. back um, to Europe. And um, so right now it has us leaving the first week in April. And I think we're under contract at the marina through April. May 1st, yeah. Yeah, so that gives us a a couple weeks to um, get the boat ready. We took all the lines off. We took the sails down. We left the main on the boat, but all Mm. the other sails you took down. So, I mean, we took the tent the full tent, uh, cockpit and helm, Cushions, all yeah. everything, everything's taken down, um, because they do get 50 knot winds over there. So pretty much the boat's stripped down. <laughs> so we have to put it all back together, mm-hmm. which is going to be a lot of work. So yeah, probably a couple of weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so we're going to go back there the first weekend, April, we're choosing to go direct flight this time. Um, because I think all those legs were not just exhausting, but you know, more risk, right? Just more people yeah. you're potentially exposed to. Um, yeah, and then depending, you know, if we see your family, you know, or not, we'll go, we'll we'll fly either into Dubrovnik or back to Podrizka. <laughs> Podrizka. Somebody tell me how to pronounce that. Um, yeah, and we should be back on the boat till April. So until then, we have the ski season and um, probably... A lot of, um, you know, snowshoeing in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of isolation, probably. Hopefully, I can see my kids at some point. Yeah, that's one thing that there's a transition in Puerto Montenegro. I mean, even if there were not that many cruisers staying there over the winter, uh, you know, like us, few of less, few of them left, and but there are people spending the winter. But at least we, uh, we had a little social group. There were some activities, uh, sporting activities like heat classes and yoga classes um, on outdoor, and so that was nice. And grabbing food was cheap. Yeah, yeah. And now, 
You're stuck yeah. with me, buddy. Yeah, we're like yeah, really <laughs> isolated. Yeah, that's the real reason we haven't been doing and podcasts. We have no like We've been social, like fighting. <laughs> no, we have no like social like interaction. You know, interaction. Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, and and I think Puerto Montenegro things are probably changing too because I think there's are, a curfew now, right? Yeah, they have a curfew and they've made some more changes. I think to have the curfew starting uh, even sooner. And now masks. It's like is five p.m. or something there. So. So when we were there, it was still pretty flexible. The numbers in Puerto Montenegro were very low, uh, but now, uh, yeah, there is some uh, new policies put in place. So it probably yeah. changes a little bit the the vibe. Yeah. Um, so maybe in hindsight, coming back here was you know not still yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. So we didn't get sick. Thank God, knock on wood, and hopefully all of us will have vaccines in 180 days. So that's what I've got my fingers crossed for. Yeah, it'll be interesting because the time frame for the vaccines, I mean, first right it'll go April. to like, yeah. you know, certain group of people that we won't be part of. And then if we leave early April, um, yeah, we might not be able to get a vaccine before we leave. So after that, it's like, okay, do we get it some other country? Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. Or do we wait until we come back in December time frame? Yeah, I, I kind of want to get it before we leave. So we'll have to figure that out. Well, we'll see. So that's what's been going on with us. Um, any words of wisdom or thoughts you want to share just about the mental transition? I mean, it has been a transition. I, 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 I'm ha- I was having a tough time like going from boat, Lottie Daw land to like, wow, there's some major no, stuff I, going on. I Not that I didn't know that it was happening. It just mm-hmm. wasn't so much in our face. I, I think especially when we were in the Bay Area. Yeah. I mean, I think initially we planned to do full-time cruising. Um, I think if you're in warm places uh, with lots of people around and maybe in Turkey, that might be like a little bit better. Montenegro is a little different. Um, like I said, we had a good social life. It's a small group of people. Um, but um, I think in general, it's a lot of work to winter the winterize the boat and there will be a lot of work to put it back together, uh, especially when it's the first time. But I think it's, it's also sad to leave the boat and that community, but it's also nice to take a break mm-hmm. and resource yourself because... That first year is is demanding, and there's a lot of stuff you know going on that is new. Um, yeah. So to step away, to kind of extract yourself if you have the option to do that, and to do more like part-time cruising is is probably healthy overall. Yeah, it it was for us. I mean, I think having a break that first year at least, um, I think we were ready for it. And, um, you know, it's funny now, even when we were talking to Bill and my mom, you know, about what we were doing this summer, we were talking about kind of all the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, we talked about bad stuff too, but it was, it was light in the way we were talking about it. So we have good memories about it, I guess mm-hmm. is the point. Uh, I think if, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not that it was bad stuff. It was mostly a lot of, uh, unknown, it was intense. A, lot of, a lot of constraints yeah. with, you know, yeah, yeah, regardless, yeah. Yeah. cruising life has constraints and, and unknown. But, you know, when you yeah, add COVID rules, else, yeah, when yeah. you add your work, when you add, you know, the visa limitation, it just adds up. And uh, and especially it's a first year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, yeah, hoping next year is a little more <laughs> yeah. on the relaxing side. 
Cool. So uh, if you have any direct questions for us, uh, feel free to shoot us an email at sailingowen at gmail.com or join the conversation on Facebook. Uh, what I also have recorded is a interview with Vu and Bella, who are our Doc J um, doc mates over on Catamaran Row in Montenegro, and they're still there. And what a beautiful, amazing couple. And so I definitely want to do a couple edits and share that as well. So that's mm-hmm. coming up soon. Talk to you later. Fair winds for now. Bravo. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, like, or share with another covert castaway. Fair winds for now. Oh, <laughs> oh,